0: met with you last fall with two of my friends and students who had experienced in their lives depression, anxiety, and wanted to share with you to kind of wake us up to that this is not a, a bad thing, but it's, it's a real thing that happens. And, and so today, I want to continue this conversation. And it's a conversation of, of loss, but also of, of healing about the healing process. I brought my friend Byron and he's my he's my colleague and he's my dear friend. So Byron, why don't you tell us who you are?
1: Well as Marianne just mentioned my name is Byron. Um, I hail from that country to the north where the snow and the ice is Canada. <laughs> Woohoo <laughs> um, I'd like to introduce myself, first of all, as a father. I'm a father of four children. I'm married. My wife is uh, part of the faculty of nursing. There she is right there. I have two wonderful grandchildren. Have I mentioned anything about my grandchildren? (laughs) They're a wonderful part of my life. I am a former pastor. I have a decade of ministry experience, and then um, a bunch of circumstances uh, came together and brought about a change, a vocational change for me, and I entered into mental health and became uh, a nurse. And I have a decade of experience in mental health, both inpatient and outpatient.
0: Okay. so. We're talking today about stressors, and I would imagine just everyone here knows what stressors are. What can cause stress here? Exams, right? Exams, passing, failing. How about money? Is that a stressor? Um, relationships, if you're going out with your ex or uh, ex's <laughs> friend or not, that could be a real stressor. What are some of the stressors, Byron, that we see ongoing? in our day-to-day when we're dealing with university students that I didn't mention?
1: Well, I think, you know, just the fact that a lot of students come far away from home is a big one. Uh, Many times, students are removed from familiar surroundings, family, their supports that they've grown up with, and they're transplanted into a learning situation, a big campus. And for a lot of people, that can be very stressful finances working a second job trying to juggle the demands of school Mm -hmm. and a job that you may need to support yourself um, through school and relationships relationships whether that's a relationship with your immediate family mom dad siblings or that special someone that you may have met relationships can cause stress so and most of us probably experience stress in a very multi-dimensional way. It's not just one thing that hits us at this time, one thing hits us at that time. It's usually a variety of things that come into our life and can impact us in a number of ways.
0: Yeah, I can definitely attest to that. And my husband's here too, so I want him to just raise his hand. And he's in the School of Allied Health and, and also in, in behavioral health. And I have my daughter over here. so. I'm, I'm kind of well surrounded. So when they, when they see the signs and symptoms in me of stress, um, I can just check off a list. S- I stop breathing deeply. I start, how many of you sigh every once in a while? You don't have to raise your hand, but you know, you know when you're about to go into an exam or whatever, you can tell that exams are a big deal for me, right? Um, but the signs of stress that come up, what are some of the signs that you, that you are wanting this crowd to be aware of?
1: Well, I think probably because this is a university setting, cognitive stressors are some of the ones that maybe we're most familiar with. Um, We might have memory problems. Mm -hmm. Um, We're anxious. We have racing thoughts. We can't slow our minds down. An inability to concentrate. We're trying to read and study that chapter, and it's just and oftentimes, it can manifest itself in poor judgment. Yeah. Um, sometimes emotional stress can lead to moodiness, irritability. Sometimes our friends notice things that uh, you are know, usually not irritable and agitated. And all of a sudden, Joe is just, man, he's been really crusty the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Feeling overwhelmed, um, isolation. And an inability to relax can often be signs of emotional stress. Physically, stress can manifest itself in something as basic as aches and pains. We can have GI alterations. Sometimes, you know, diarrhea can appear. Um, yeah. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> Sometimes we can feel nauseated. It can even manifest itself as chest pain, um, increased heart rate, you know, kind of feeling like it's going through, just, you know, you're about to walk into that big exam, you know, and your heart rate's like 150, okay? And sometimes colds, chronically sick. I can't seem to, I'm always trying, got this, (laughs) and I'm sick all the time, okay? And behavioral things. Sometimes stress has behavioral manifestations. Eating patterns can change. Sleeping too much or too little. Isolating myself, here's a biggie. I know nobody in this chapel uh, does this, but sometimes procrastination um, can be a sign.
2: Yeah.
1: And then lastly, I would say um, this is a big one. But oftentimes negative coping um, with stress can lead to uh, drugs and alcohol, um, spending money that you don't have, um, shopping. Anybody like to shop here? Um, all kinds of ways we manage our stress, but sometimes they can impact our lifestyle in negative ways and bring more consequences that we already uh, more than we already have. Okay, Byron,
0: we got a lot. Of, are we all resonating with the stress and all that? Because we know we feel that, right? Let's go and let's talk about some healthy coping strategies. What do we do with this? I mean, okay, we know it's here. We recognize it. We give it a name. What do we do with it?
1: Good question. I think basically one of the things that I want to emphasize is that you need to follow basic stress management principles okay what I mean by that sometimes we lose sight of what is most basic in the way we live our lives um, eating a healthy balanced diet really important getting enough sleep even during exam week getting enough sleep how many of you go less than four hours a night on exam week yeah and the rest of you are kinda lying right Um, but I think getting back to basics exercise exercise is a wonderful way to manage your stress sometimes just getting out for a walk getting some fresh air okay a a basic one I would say is learning how to say no that can be a big challenge for a lot of people and you know that big to-do list that we all have every day seems to grow sometimes maybe we need to pare that down just a little bit and be a little realistic about our daily expectations. That can be a big part of coping in a healthy way. Relationally, and this is where I want to ultimately get to, is being able to connect with people and tell people and talk about what's going on in your life.
0: That brings me right to the point I know that you don't just think about these things. You don't just feel them, but you actually experience and live what you speak about. Um, We all have losses. You may have lost a boyfriend a girlfriend uh, in relationship. Some of us have our parents divorce while we're here at the university. Some of us lose our physical abilities, get sick, tear a knee out, can't do the sports that I always felt I was good at. We lose our confidence. We lose a lot of things. And sometimes even here in our group, we lose a colleague. We can lose them from accidents. And we've lost them from suicide. We've lost them. And I'm just going to ask you, to tell us a little bit about your son.
1: In October of 2010, it was a Sunday afternoon and I received a phone call from Canada. It's a phone call that I'll never forget and it's a parent's worst nightmare. My youngest son, Zachary, was 21 and had a whole bunch of stress and all kinds of situational things pile up and he took his own life. I've never experienced a sense of loss, a sense of grief more profound than that. The loss that day and continues to this day is deep, it's raw and it's, it's made me examine my life from a whole number of perspectives, how I value relationships, my connectedness with others, my relationship with God, all of these have changed. Because of the loss that I experienced when my son died.
0: Do we have time to show the video? Go ahead. This is Byron's um, son, but also his brother, who wrote this song for the family in honor of Zachary.
2: I feel you come back again And it's like you haven't been Gone a moment from my side Like the tears were never cried Like the hands of time are holding you and me And with all my heart I'm sure We're closer than we ever were I don't have to hear or see I've got all the proof I need There are more than angels watching over me I believe Oh, I believe That when you die your life goes on It doesn't end here when you're gone Every soul is filled with light. It never ends, and if I'm right, our love can even reach across eternity. I believe, oh, I believe. Forever you're a part of me, forever in. I will hold you even longer if I can The people who don't see the most say that I believe in ghosts And if that makes me crazy then I am Cause I believe you over me I' be you
1: My son was in university at the time of his death. He had a 4.0 GPA. He was going into medicine. His life was very similar to the lives that you're living now. I think some of the lessons that I've come away with in this last year and a half, I want to emphasize that grief and loss is a progression. The grief I feel today is very different than the grief I felt in October of 2010. And I've had to learn to pace my grief I've had to learn that it's kind of like a swimming pool. I don't have to just jump in and immerse myself, but I've learned that I can experience for a bit and then pull back. I've learned that I have to allow for things that come up. I remember about three months after my son's death, We were in a social setting and a couple asked me, how many children do you have? It took me aback, I didn't know how to answer. So I said four.
0: You know, we have not so much time, but I wanna go to what you were sharing with me earlier, Mm -hmm. how you saw God throughout this experience.
1: Initially, I think my experience, I felt God was very far removed. Where was God when my son died? And I felt very alone, very isolated. I was walking through this valley and God was nowhere to be found. But you know, as I've walked this past year in relationship with family, and with those closest to me, my friends and people I trust, I've seen the hands and feet of Jesus through the lives of people that I've come in contact with. And they've ministered to me. They've given me time. They've given me space. They've given me encouragement. When I've been angry, they let me be angry.
0: How do these people when they somebody when i'm with you what's helpful
1: i think one of the biggest things i would say is when someone passes away suddenly like my son there's a there's a tendency in in a lot of people to pull back to the point we don't know what to say we're afraid to say something that might be perceived wrongly so we say nothing And I would encourage you, if you're you're encountering loss or you know someone who's in the space where they've lost someone, reach out to them. It doesn't have to be something profound, it can be a touch. It could be bringing something to them, helping them with a class. Practical ways, I think, are wonderful ways that you can reach out to someone relationally who's going through a loss. If you're the one who's going through a loss, don't isolate yourself. That's the natural thing that you want to do. You have to reach out and form connections with people. Find someone you trust, someone that you can reach out to. Maybe there's in your circle of friends, there's someone who can help you if you need some counseling. But the connections, forging connections, and Reaching out to other people are very key in going through loss, because you need community. You need other people around you.
0: Thank you for being so incredibly open, sharing his life, sharing with me as a person. You've, you've challenged me to, to go past my clumsiness and my fears in reaching out. And I just want to encourage each of you here, when we, see, when, when we see our friends losing things or people, don't leave them alone. It's OK. Be messy. Be sloppy. Be awkward. But just be there. Mm-hmm. Say something. Surround each other. God's love is abundant. It's not perfect. Maybe God's love is perfect. My love is not always perfect in the way that I manifest it. On the other hand, we get to be that for each other. Thank you. Thank you, Byron.